What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Monday. And happy noon. All right. Noon 30. All right, you guys. So today is Monday, which means it is Movement Monday. And this month, we're going to be dissecting an entire new movement. So every week, we're actually going to get into more detail. Um, and the movement of the month is this squat. Okay. So in today's con- conversation, we're basically going to be, you know, um, going over squat info. Basically, like all of the ins and outs of things that you need to know about the squat so that within the next couple of weeks when we go into squat demonstration, do you have any questions about the general overview, just remember to go back to this video. If you're watching us live, thank you. If you're watching the recording on YouTube, do us a favor and please leave a comment and tell us how beneficial you found this video on a scale of 1 to 10 and how you're planning on implementing this. And if you are listening to us on podcast, we would be extremely grateful for a rating and a review. And that being said, let's get into today's conversation. So today we're gonna be going over the, basically, how do you squat and the importance of it? Why do we need to squat anyways? Um, You know, squat is one of those words that you hear very often in the training world, oh, the world and the importance of it, it and it's, it's important to know why that is important, okay? We're going to be talking about something that's very often taken for granted when it comes to squatting, and that is your foot stance, okay? Basically, how grounded do you keep yourself, um, you know, before, during, and after a squat? Then we're going to be going over range of motion, okay? If you've done any of our programs, you watch any of our videos, you may have heard us say things like, oh, make sure that your hip crease goes below the knee. Why do we mean, what, what, what do we mean when we say that and what the heck do we mean by that? Okay, and then we're gonna be going over different objects to squat. And most importantly, if you're not currently working out with us with any of our programs, we'll definitely, definitely will be talking about how the heck can you start working out with us so that you can get fitter and that you can have more fun getting fitter. So that's being said, um, you know, why should we squat anyways? And when do we very first start to squat in the first place? Baby. So, you know, the reality is, is that the squat is what we consider to be a primal movement in the sense that when we are babies, we squat without even thinking about it. In fact, our bodies were designed to squat, okay? So, you know, the sitting position using our body weight when we are babies are, is basically the squat. Squatting. So, you know, like, if you take a look at any baby, they squat perfectly, okay? 
which goes to tell us that when you were born, you squatted perfectly as well, okay? But Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it, but based on our habits, you know, with regards to movement, with regards to nutrition, with regards to regeneration over time, we either improve our squat as we get stronger or we lose it um, in a sense that we don't squat. When we do squat, we don't know how to squat. So we're not actually getting fitter and stronger and are feeling, you know, comfortable practicing primal movements, but rather feeling like we can barely even do that, okay? So most people, um, you know, we went over the, the um, man, what should we call it? The, the continuum of fitness, right? Most people are on the sickness part of the equation. Fitness is all the way at the end. So most people don't even practice a squat. So for those of you guys who are watching this live, we'd love to know like when was the last time that you actually did squats, okay? Um, you know, the reality is... Full range of motion, intentional squats, not yeah. I sat down on the couch to watch Netflix, that counts as a squat, right. right? Like when was the last time that you did it? And if you did it within the last week, congratulations, if not, then let's get to work. Doing, you should be doing a form of a squat at the very least once a week. And if you, and if your current workout program does not prescribe a, a form of a squat once a week, um, with the exception that you have a knee injury, then I will tell you that, um, you know, there is something to consider because you were meant to do squats and therefore you need to keep on practicing it. Okay. The benefits of the squat. Well, for one, it's a primal movement, which means that your body was designed to do so. And, you know, over the age of 60, more people die from not being able to utilize their body in primal movements than they do from cancer. Like getting up off the floor. Right. And that's why we always say movement is food and food is medicine. So what are the benefits of a squat? Well, it's going to help you to live longer is what ultimately it's going to do. Be stronger, better bone density, more independence in yeah. older years. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's going to increase your longevity. If you're doing a loaded squat, then it's also considered to be what we call a weight-bearing exercise, which means that your bones are getting stronger, and that is a huge aspect of longevity, right? Like we, like we lose minerals from our bones once we hit a certain age, especially women. And if you want to live longer, then you want to make sure that you're doing weight-bearing activities. Squats are definitely a part of it. Uh, so strength, longevity. Fitness, man. Fitness. Um, you know, more spots will get you fitter. So, so let's now, let's get to the how-to. Yeah. Let's so let's bring our movement model in for the day and let's begin by going over foot stands. I'm shooting away all of the mosquitoes. Okay, well we need we need we need to see your feet right now. So now now we can. So what do you focus on as far as your feet goes when it comes to the squat? Let's talk about the tripod position within your foot. 
So the tripod position within your foot, we have the, the, the base of the big toe right there. We've got the base of the little toe and your heel. Okay, we have a, a, a tricycle right here. And we need all three of these pieces to remain on the floor. Now an extra added bonus is the big toe, the top of the big toe, the, 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 the furthest end of the big toe. Okay, so I'm gonna grab the floor with my feet. If I were to have a piece of paper underneath my big toe, and, and somebody's pulling on it while I squat, they should not be able to get that piece of paper away. So no toes lifting up. I know people say stay back on your heels. Yes, you want the majority of the weight to come back onto your heels. That doesn't mean we're lifting up our toes. If you try to walk without a big toe, you're gonna fall over because that big toe keeps us stable, okay? It does a lot more work than we think. So, uh, if you've ever broken a big toe, you realize you get a little less sturdy. So we want all those three plus that one points of contact to the best that we can keep that there. Feet stance like distance apart is going to be different for everybody. Um, our limbs are all different lengths. Our bone structures are different. So some people are going to do a little bit wider of a squat. Some people are going to feel more comfortable with a narrower squat. There's actually benefit in doing all kinds of varieties of squats, but we'll start with basic right now. Is gonna be hip, uh, feet are gonna be between hip. My hip bones are right here. If you've got big hips, ladies, you're like, oh, my hips. No, like your hip bones between hip and shoulder width apart, okay? Again, each person's gonna differ with the angle of their feet. But for a good general position, I would say not exactly pointing straight forward, but not too far out, somewhere in the middle, just so you can grab onto the floor and have some glute and hip activity. Does that answer with the feet? Yeah. And if you're like, well, I'm not sure, can you be more specific? I will tell you, go ahead and sit on a bench and whatever foot positioning you would use, to stand up, that is what your foot positioning should be. That's how you can start, you can adjust. Yeah, and if you're not there yet, then that's probably because your hips and your ankles are too tight and you will need to perform some kind of ankle mobility and or hip mobility, could be uh, your glutes are too tight as well um, in, in order to do so. But I wanna, I wanna touch up on the the drive from your heels real quick. Something that you hear very often in the functional fitness world is a huge emphasis on heels, heels, heels. The reason why you hear that is because the, the more you're pressing from the heels, the more you're activating um, your, your glute max with regards to pressing the weight up from the bottom. Glutes, quads, and hamstrings. Yeah. This is what it looks like to put weight on your heels. This is what it looks like to put weight on the front of your foot. Which one looks more stable? Which one looks like you have, you have more power from? This or this? Yeah. So, you know, pressing from the heels is really important, but just like Aaron talked about before, and that's what we're going over 
foot stance and foot positioning specifically is because something that's very often not talked about in the functional training or the CrossFit world is the fact that your foot needs to be in a tripod position. It's not just the heels that are pressing, it's that entire tripod. But of course, the more you're pressing from the heels, the more you're activating your glutes. That doesn't mean that that's the only part that's pressing. So I really wanted to touch up on that because otherwise we'll be doing you guys a huge disservice. Okay. So now that we went over foot stance, the next thing, Boogie had something that he wanted to share. A thought. Um, we're going to be going over range of motion. Okay. So ideally, when you're squatting, you want to make sure that your hip crease when you're all the way at the bottom, as you guys can tell, um, there is a shit ton of mosquitoes in Florida. So Aaron's use <laughs> Aaron's got, how do you call it? Uh, Aaron's got a prop today and it's called a towel. And that is not for the squat. Well, I guess so. It's to protect her from the mosquitoes while squatting. Um, but in all seriousness, let's talk about range of motion. So hip crease goes below your knees. Okay, so this is what we call your bottom position. And if you're unable to squat naturally to that bottom position, then you need to lead with integrity. We talk about the word integrity in a lot of our programs, but guess what? When it comes to your fitness, you gotta lead with integrity. Like it doesn't matter if you do 10,000 like squats a day, if you're doing a quarter squat range of motion, it doesn't matter. It's not actually making you better because you're not, um, you know, fully activating the entire muscle group that's involved within the motion. You're not actually practicing a movement at a certain range of motion that will get you better. Now, also keep in mind that we do understand that, you know, if you have um, specific, uh, you know, medical, um, what's the word? Ailments, exemptions, exemptions or, or ailments, then, you know, like you, you may have been prescribed to go to a certain range of motion, but we're talking about with with the exception that you were not told by a PT. If you can, do. But if you cannot and you were not able and you, you haven't been told by a PT or some kind of sports doctor to not go at a certain uh, range of motion, then your goal should be to go to execute the movement within that range of motion. Otherwise, you're just you're not getting the most out of the movement. It's like most dudes who are doing push-ups are actually doing quarter push-ups and it's really annoying. They're like, oh, I can do 100. I'm like, really? You can actually only do 25 with that range of motion. Or dudes who are like, oh yeah, I can, I can totally do 30 pull-ups. I'm like, okay, let me see you. Well, they're going like quarter range of motion. You guys, it's not the same thing if you're not going full range of motion. So please do us a favor. And if you're a member of the army, you got to lead your body with integrity. Okay? Like full range of motion all the way. Otherwise, really what you're cheating on is yourself. 
and, you know, like the highest potential of your physiology and what it's actually capable of. Because remember, your body was designed to move at that range of motion. And if at this point in time, your body is not able to move at that certain range of motion, it's because of lifestyle habits that got you away from it. And just like you lost it, you can gain it back at the same rate. Okay. So make sure to do so. Now, um, what would be progressions that you would give somebody who is not yet at a full range of motion? Uh, target behind your butt. So bench. Bench. Sit on the bench. Put your feet not underneath you. Put your feet out in front of you, so you've got to use your heels, not your toes, to get up, right? Hip to shoulder width, right? Knee can be slightly in front of the heel, but, you know, the goal is not to go too far, like, if it at all past the toe. If there's a line from my toe right here, from this position, we shouldn't have our knees passing that toe line. Does that make sense? So from here then, like leaning forward as much as you need to to get balance on your feet to press straight up. But what we're not doing is rocking back and forth to get up. Can you actually do it from the side so that they can see you from the side? So what we're doing, can you still see? Yeah. So what we're doing is we're getting in this kind of forward position because that's how I would be in a squat. My torso angle should semi-match my shin angle. I don't expect you to know all this stuff or like do all this stuff right off the bat, but what we're not doing is rocking ourselves up out of that squat position. You're simply leaning into it, lean in, and we're pressing up. Then we're gonna control ourselves down, control, until you gently hit the bench, we're not going like this doesn't do anything except for get your heart rate up. So we're controlling it down to the bench and up. Controlling it down to the bench and up. That way you have support. And then this can get a little lower. You can use a ball. I don't know if they can see right there. Or you can even put a plate underneath this so it's a little bit higher up, but you get the point. And you can, to the ball, up. To the ball, up. I call these the taint tappers. Why? Tap your taint right on the ball. Somebody's going to laugh at that. Somebody, Stacy's dying right now. Danielle is laughing, so I know. Liz, Martini, all my 12-year-old friends. But you guys get it, and then eventually you just eliminate the tank tapping object, and then. You guys, I gotta tell you for, so when. Hold on, hold on. Important things to note is if I do it from the front, you'll notice like the direction, like my knees. One thing that you wanna make sure of is that the knees are either in line with or even maybe outside of the feet. 
What we want to avoid is the knees coming inside of the feet. That is going to fuck your hips and your knees and your ankles up and your low back. So you want to make sure that the knees are staying at either in line with or even, you know, if you're really like getting some torque into the floor, outside of the feet. That's all I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, one more thing. The back. Stay straight. It doesn't go like this. And it doesn't go like this. We are not Quasimodo. And shoulders pulled back. So let's, that's exactly where I was going to go at. For anybody yeah. who has a hard time keeping themselves upright. Yeah. Like if they can go with a plate and fr like press out a plate. Oh yeah. To, to kind of counterbalance. Uh-huh. So if you have a hard time going like into a full squat without feeling like you're going to fall backwards, that's a real thing. We're going to use a counterbalance, just a really light, this is 10 pounds. We're going to use a counterbalance to push out away from us as we squat so that we have this weight in front of us so it doesn't feel as much like we're going to fall backwards. That way you can keep your torso upright and you're not squatting like this. For anybody who has a hard time keeping their torso upright while pressing from their heels, plates. For now, this yes. cannot be used as a crutch. You cannot expect to use this method forever. This is a good method to use when you're first getting started. So you have some kind of lift on your heels so you can keep your torso more upright. But you need to understand that eventually you want to be able to get rid of those. And you know, if maybe if you're squatting really heavy, people will use certain like squatting different lifting shoes that actually have a heel on them intentionally for really, really, really heavy weights. But if you're just squatting your body weight or you're just, thank you. If you're just squatting your body weight or you're just squatting a moderate amount of weight, you shouldn't need to have something under you. You should be able to squat barefoot, flat foot, right? But for beginning, you can use things to go under your heels. Just makes it a little easier to keep your torso upright. Can, can you... Yeah, Aaron's squat is really good anyways, but for anybody who's got tight hips, at the beginning, definitely you wanna make sure that you're using these plates to your advantage. However, one more point with regards to integrity. If you are unable to get your hips to a full range of motion in a squat, do not try to max out or lift heavy on your squats because what you're actually doing is creating a recipe for disaster because if your body is not yet in a point where it can move optimally and you're adding a low to it, exactly the reason why we created Burn Zone 1, you guys. It just makes stuff worse. You're, you're going to get injured sooner rather than later, okay? So like work on these mechanics and 
really like make sure that you're able to to squat at a full range of motion pain-free before you like do anything with the load or that sort of thing because otherwise you're going to get injured at some point in time and the point of squatting is not to get yourself injured. So now speaking about a load, let's talk about objects that you can squat with. Um, you know, and really the beauty of a, a functional movement is that you can kind of do it with anything. So like some objects that you can squat with are a med ball, a kettlebell, a dumbbell. You guys, Burn Zone 2 was created off the dumbbell. How many squats did we do in it? Um, you can do it with a med ball. When you get to the underground training club, we have these things called wall balls, which require more accuracy within your squat, dumbbell, and then barbell. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about the different variations of squat, be it the front squat, the back squat, the overhead squat, and what what to look out for these within the next couple of segments that we'll be doing this month. But basically, today's tutorial was designed to kind of like introduce you to the main points of, okay, like, when it comes to a squat, what should I look out for? So once again, things that you wanna really focus on are your foot stance, okay? You wanna focus on your knee positioning, especially on your way up. The reason why a lot of people feel pain in their knees when they squat is because for one, they either, like if, if your body has more weight to lose, like it makes it a higher impact activity anyways. So that's impact on your joint that could be disturbing it. And also a lot of people don't move well in the sense that if your glutes are not active on a day-to-day -day basis, then chances are that your knees are going to cave in, okay? So things that you wanna watch out for are your foot stance, your knee positioning, your range of motion. And that applies literally for every single squat. Once you're like, okay, clear on my foot stance, clear on, you know, where should my knees be as I go up from the bottom of the squat. Um, when you are clear on the range of motion, then we're gonna be talking about, okay, like the different forms of squats which we'll get to um, next, week, next week. But you guys, other than that, if you're new to our group, welcome and congratulations. This is literally the best group ever. If you're a part of the ENS Army, go ahead and drop in the comments, ENS Army. Um, and right next to ENS Army, we would love to know what training program are you currently on right now. So you guys, we have a plethora of training programs, all four levels of the burn zone, and those will those are catered for beginner to intermediate. Okay, like anybody who's in their initial, I would say nine months of training, you'll want to start with burn zone one to two, to three, to four. After that, you're more advanced, you wanna to move to the underground training club. That, that's where Aaron and I train, that's where I would say like the big dogs train, that's where we do like the, the, like the really like 
weird, fun, more complex stuff. But the reality is, is that you have to wait, you have to work your way up to that. Okay. Um, where can you get these? So with regards to any of these programs, you can actually just go to erinandsari.com and under training, you can see all series of the burn zone or there's also a tab for underground training. Okay, with regards to the underground training club, for the sake of your safety and benefit, we actually do have a qualification system um, where for the most part, we wanna make sure that you're able to do what we talked about before getting to the underground training club so that you can really get the most out of it. And really that was why we created the Burnstone series to, pre to prepare you for the underground training club, okay? Um, I'd love to know what training programs they're in right now. I shall tell you. All right, we got here Tawny Burn Zone 2, Fran Burn Zone 3, ENS Army, Olivia UTC, Liz Burn Zone 1, Jesse UTC, Henneka Burn Zone 4 on her way, Teresa working at halfway through Burn Zone 1. Danny, thanks for posting the link to Burn Zone 1. Nancy's in Burn Zone 1. Heidi Burn Zone 2. Monica Burn Zone 3. Jackie Burn Zone 2. Brittany Burns UTC. Roxanne Burn Zone 1. Awesome, you guys. Mel is one workout away from UTC. Already signed up. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh you guys, for any questions with regards to all things training, with regards to all things lifestyle, remember that tomorrow is our Q&A day. Danny, I'm sure, has already dropped the form in the community page. Danny, if you can also uh, drop the link below in the comments so that if anybody has any questions that they just thought about, um, we'd love to answer your questions, you guys. We hope that you found value from today's conversation. Do us a favor. And, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube or podcast, please like and subscribe us um, so that we can know how the heck are we doing and also to spread the good word. Um, share this video with anybody who will find this video beneficial. Maybe it's your PT. You know what? They said the same thing that you do. Congratulations. Uh, but whatever it may be, you guys, we hope that you have an amazing beautiful day and an amazing start to your week. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Suri.